What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Leap Day. That's right. Thursday, February the 29th. You'll hear us talk about it in the birthday game today, but uh, we've never in a four plus years we've been doing this show. What? Four and a quarter years. We have never had a February 29th. Uh, here on the Brian Hanks show. So pretty excited about that history today. History. It's leap day, Thursday, February the 29th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is episode 1033-1033 of the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the for-a-mentioned, for-a-mentioned, pre-a-mentioned, Okay, you know what I'm trying to say for the birthday game, and we've got a good one for you today, too. We've got a great show for you today, although we're going to be a little bit rearranged today. Uh, maybe it's just the, the whole thing with Leap Day and all that, but joining me in less than 20 minutes on our Spence Automotive guest line, he is a regular Friday guest. That's right, Friday. Today is Thursday. I don't want to confuse you, but uh, he's our regular Friday guest. He's our NASCAR, NHL, Carolina Hurricanes expert, Paul Whittington, uh, he's got National Guard duties uh, tomorrow. He's got a new unit, so uh, after being promoted to E6 Staff Sergeant, and he is going to uh, be uh, busy defending our country tomorrow. So uh, we we ask uh, Jason Bryant, who is our regular Thursday guest, if he would swap around, and he graciously said yes. So that's what we've got today. We've got Paul Whittington here in our first hour. A lot to talk to him about coming off the the NASCAR race in Atlanta uh, last week. Uh, they're going to be in Las Vegas this week. Our red-hot Carolina Hurricanes playing really well, but not making up as much space as I want them to over Jacques Passelegs, uh, uh New York Rangers. <sighs> I, I don't want them to be the four seed. I really don't. I'd love to see them get the three or even make their way up to the two seed. It's going to be tough, though, man. Uh, it's going to be really tough because I think they've got a leapfrog. Uh, they've got a leapfrog a couple of teams for that to happen. So, uh, anyway, it's going to be a fun, what, final quarter of the season or whatever for uh, the NHL and for the Carolina Hurricanes. And, and uh, Paul will tell us all about that. Hey, uh, listen, it's not just Leap Day. It's South Lenore Day here on the show as we're going to be uh, starting our previews of uh, spring sports here in Lenore County and Greene County and uh, our little portion of heaven in uh, Pitt County in the Aiden area. Uh, today, we're going to be joined by first-year South Lenore baseball coach, or I'm sorry, well, let's start this first here, uh, the second-year head softball coach of the uh, Blue Devils is going to be joining us, uh, Madison Lee Harvey. Uh, that's right, she, if you remember last year, she took over for a very, very, uh, one, one of the best coaches in Lenore County history, and Lisa Smith, 
of the uh, South Nor uh, softball side of it. And uh, went 12-7 and seven last year, made it to the second round of the state playoffs. A pretty successful year uh, last uh, year. Uh, they started their season last night. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But uh, Coach Harvey will be joining us uh, to kick off our second hour, about five minutes or so into our second hour, and then about 20 minutes or so into our second hour. Uh, like I said, it's South Honora Day. We're going to be joined by one of the best uh, athletes, one of the best icons in South Lenore sports history not just baseball not just basketball not just football but uh paul novicki will be joining us uh to about 20 minutes or so into our second hour he's going to give us an update on and preview the south north team if you're going whoa paul novicki he was a basketball coach last year that's right he was he uh, gave up that program uh he's now the uh head baseball coach and i gotta tell you just I, i'm a little bit at more out of touch than I want to be. I was messaging with David Combs uh, yesterday, who uh, was the uh, baseball coach last year. Uh, he is now an assistant principal at uh, uh, South Lenore High School. And I got to tell you, I mean, that was that was news to me. I did not know that. Uh, he has gone from the sports side of it over to the administration side. As I told him when we were texting yesterday, he's gone over to the dark side of administration uh, kind of like what I did when I was at the free press and loved being in sports and was in sports for, uh, uh, again, and uh, long story short, it, uh, and I guess I should say it's not that it, if you're listening to us over the air right now, that's right. Our online feed is not working, uh, again today. Uh, I have been assured though that it will be uh, fixed later on today. So uh, if you're listening to this uh, over the air and you're on your way in to work or wherever you go and then you switch over to the online feed, I do apologize. You're not going to be able to hear us today because uh, they're still working on that. And it should be fixed later on today, and uh, we'll be back online tomorrow, allegedly, or so I've been told. I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, uh, but back to Paul Novicki for a moment. Uh, and the reason what threw me off there, Mr. Dawson, uh, Forrest Dawson. Uh, <laughs> he said uh, he and Mr. Clemens are going to get two tin cans and a very long string. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, and so that's how they're going to listen to us today. Or, you know, like I said, as I like to say, you can go to brianhanks.com after we get off the air. You can click in there. And I'm telling you, we had a ton of listens. Yesterday, uh, Mary Margaret Keith was on in our second hour. Of course, Mike Martin in uh, both hours. And, uh, man, had a lot of listens. Uh, maybe I need to pull us offline uh, so we can get a ton more listens there on uh, our SoundCloud feed. But anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, Madison Lee Harvey, Paul Novicki in our second hour. Man, I got a lot of stuff to talk to Paul about, too. Can't wait to talk to him. And then uh, in our first hour, in fact, in about uh, 10, 12 minutes from right now, Paul Whittington. Uh, listen, underdog fantasy, it is getting exciting. What are we now, uh, 12 days away from uh, online gambling being able, uh, starting here in North Carolina? And if you went to your underdog uh, feed like I did uh, yesterday, it is completely different now, I guess, as they're getting ready for uh, for March 11th here in in North Carolina. And some of the games have been taken away now because they're getting all that stuff ready for March 11th. So uh, still, there there are games that you can go to there and play. And more importantly than all of that, listen, would you like $100 
Well, I, you know, I like a hundred dollars too. That, that's always fun to have an extra, you know, C note. Is that what a hundred dollar bill is? I think it's a C note. Pam Sheffield, what's a hundred dollar bill? Is it a C note? Keith Spence, help me out here, dude. But, uh, anyway, uh, you want an extra hundred dollars? Well, by God, go to underdogfantasy.com. Go to underdog app <coughs> on your initial deposit of $100 underdog fantasy will match you up to that initial deposit of $100 if you use promo code Hanks please do that it's H-A-N-K-S I get cool points for it it makes Jason happy it makes a big boss man uh Tony Denton happy if you'll use promo code Hanks and like I said I get cool points too and who doesn't like cool points and besides you get a free $100 to use too so it's a win-win-win for everybody underdogfantasy.com or underdog fantasy app, check that out and use that. Uh, the man, let's go ahead and jump into uh, last night's action. Oh man, I got to tell you, uh, a tough day sports wise for your boy Brian. Uh, I had totally forgotten. I've been telling y'all about the uh, ECU uh, softball team, and Linda and I went to the game, but <coughs> I had forgotten. I was on the mic for that game uh, yesterday. I got the reminder yesterday morning after we got off the air. But it was, uh, I'd like to say it was a good game, but, man, I'm telling you, uh, uh, Greg Clemens' uh, NC State Wolfpack came in to uh, Greenville and uh, left no prisoners, man. They just, they blitzkrieged uh, ECU 11-1, to 1, and honestly, it was probably worse than that. Uh, ECU women's uh, or ECU softball, they're now 16-2 and two overall. Again, obviously the worst loss of the season, 11-1 to one in five innings against uh, NC State. And uh, just not a good game. Not a, not a good game at all. Uh, then the second part of our sports day of uh, Linda's Mind Sports Day yesterday, we went to Winterville, watched LCC take on Pitt Community College, a much, much better game than the ECU-NC State softball game. But I'm telling you, uh, man, Pitt is on a roll right now. They started off really, really poorly this year. Pitt Community College did. They have now won 10 of their last 11 games this season. Uh, so congratulations to them, including, I, I guess that was their sixth win in a row. Uh, last night they beat uh, LCC 80-77. to However, let me tell you something. That LCC team is, uh, it was a good game. One of the best games I've seen this year. High school, pro, college, whatever. Uh, it was just a heck of a game. It was back and forth, back and forth. Even when you thought the game might be over in the final 20 seconds of the game, a uh, big three-pointer that uh, pulled the Lancers back within one. They had a chance to tie it at the buzzer uh, with a three-pointer, but the shot came up a little bit short. And uh, listen, nothing to be ashamed of, man. I'm telling you, uh, the Lancers played their butts off, and I have. they're probably going to be at home next week. I think it's either going to be Monday or Tuesday of next week. You know, we had Matt Grantham here on the show yesterday. And he was telling us about the playoff scenarios or the conference tournament scenarios. Looks like they're going to be the fifth seed. They're 16 and 11 overall. They're 14 and 8 in Region 10. And we should find out later on today. I should have all that information for you in the morning to see where uh, LCC is. And hopefully they'll have a, uh, I mean, they're going to have a home game. We just don't know what day it's going to be, whether it's going to be Monday or Tuesday uh, for the right to advance to the uh, Region 10 tournament down in uh, Wilmington. So as soon as we get that news, just follow. If you, if you need to follow me on Twitter anyway, or X or whatever you want to call it, I'm at uh, uh, BC Hanks on Twitter slash X. Uh, go to our show page 
on Facebook. Uh, we've got a whole dedicated show page there. We'll have all that news for you. As soon as we find out where LCC is going or who they're playing, they're going to definitely be at home. We'll let you know about that. Hey, another chance for a home game here and uh, at LCC. That's going to be awesome. But a, a tough, like I said, 80-77 to 77 loss uh, at Pitt Community College. They're saying, I'm telling you, the atmosphere was great. A lot of great fans, and I'm not talking about just Pitt Community College fans. Uh, Lenore Community College uh, turned out in force. There were probably, eh, I don't know, 70, 75 LCC fans probably there uh, in, a, in a crowd that probably had five or 600 people. It was really good, really good atmosphere. Man, uh, my guy, uh, uh, Jay Wilson was there. Uh, <laughs> Jay Wilson was there on the mic. Uh, there were a couple of guys there that were on the mic for PCC. Uh, one did the starting lineup and then he was sort of the hype man. I kind of liked it. He was Jay Wilson was sort of the flavor flave, uh, on the mic last night for uh, Pitt community college. And it was, it was a great atmosphere. I hate their court though, man. They've got that floor like what uh, Bethel used to have. If you remember what Bethel Christian Academy used to have that, uh, petroleum or that rubberized court i'm not a big fan of it. it's it got two drain at least two and maybe even three drains in it they have ones like almost directly underneath the basket so if you dribble into it you could uh anyways it, it makes no sense and on top of it too and listen i'm not denny i i hope my lenore community college people aren't cringing right now as i'm saying this but just not a i don't know man just not a great facility the pit community college facility is not like i said the court in and of itself and then uh, I, it's so you get sort of a barn feel that you're in a barn, not in a basketball gym when you're at Pitt Community College. I don't know, man. I tell you, the one thing I did uh, notice though uh, was that uh, they had their uh, uh, banner up for when they made the uh, national tournament back in 2019, and it was amazing looking at that. And there were uh, three former Kenston High players that were on that team was really neat. Uh, Rujan Walters, Taji Moore, and uh, Tigger, uh, Reginald Clark. Uh, Tigger is on that uh, on that banner too. But it was kind of amazing that uh, we were looking at that, and the only time Pitt Community College has made it to the national tournament in the history of their basketball program, it took three uh, Kinston High players to help them do that. So I thought that was kind of neat. But uh, congratulations to the LCC men's bas- basketball team. A successful regular season, especially after last year. And uh, 16 and 11 overall, 14 and 8 in Region 10. We'll find out uh, who they'll be playing, what day, and everything later on today in the Region 10 tournament. LCC Baseball, they host Potomac State out of Kaiser, West Virginia this weekend for four games. Uh, it'll be two doubleheaders Saturday and Sunday. It'll begin at noon on Saturday and then 11 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, now, depending on weather, I mean, that's all anybody could talk about up in the softball press box at uh, ECU yesterday is that. I guess they're anticipating uh, some rain coming through uh, late Friday night into Saturday morning, and then even some uh, perhaps even Sunday afternoonish. So just pay attention to social media. You'll see when those LCC games will be played, along with ECU baseball, which we're getting ready to talk about here in a little bit too. Uh, the ECU men's basketball team, 14 and 13 overall, seven and seven in the American. They are at home today versus Memphis. Uh, at 7 o'clock, that'll be on ESPNU. Uh, Linda and I, we're going to be there. Very excited. We get to hang out with – I have not hung out with my boy Danny Rice in a long time, man. Looking forward to that as uh, we'll be at that ECU-Memphis game. It starts at 7 o'clock tonight, and like I said, it'll be on ESPNU. Memphis is pretty good, too. 20-8 and eight overall. They're 9-6 and six 
in the American. Uh, but this would be a this would be a very good game for the ECU men's basketball team to come up with an upset. The ECU women's basketball team they're fifteen and twelve overall. They're eight and eight in the American. They are home versus uh, Temple Sunday at two o'clock. ECU baseball weather permitting all weekend they host the Leclerc Classic. Uh, they play Purdue Friday at 4.30. They play Cal State Fullerton Saturday at 3.30. And then Southeastern Louisiana Sunday at 1. I am going to be on the mic, uh, on the PA mic Friday and Sunday in the LeClaire Classic. So I'm looking forward to that. I haven't had a chance to do baseball yet this year out at, uh, at LeClaire, Clark LeClaire Stadium. So I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, ECU is 5-3 and three overall. Uh, coming off that uh, ODU loss on uh tuesday night so uh very excited about that but like i said uh keep your ear to the ground uh it would probably behoove you to uh follow ecu athletics on on uh x or on uh, facebook because you can keep up with them and find out uh where uh if games are going to be moved because of all the weather same thing with lcc uh ecu softball i told you about them they were uh, they lost yesterday 11 to 1 uh in greenville uh, they fell to 16-2 and two overall. They begin the Purple Gold Invitational tomorrow on Friday versus Appalachian State, St. Joseph's, and Youngstown State. Uh, doubleheader versus ASU and YSU uh, Friday beginning at 3 o'clock. Uh, how about the ACC last night? Whew, I can finally be happy for, uh, <laughs> for the first time in a little bit. Virginia goes up to Boston College and hang on for a 72 to 68 victory over the Eagles of Boston College yesterday. Virginia improves to 21-8. and eight. Overall, 12 and 6 in the ACC. They're in third place there. Uh, Boston College falls to 15 and 13. They are 6 and 11 in league play. Duke played last night. Uh, our boy, our boy, uh, Scotty Boy was up there in Durham for that game. Uh, 10th ranked Duke. They win last night going away 84 to 59. Of course, Filipowski played last night. There was no doubt he was uh, ever, there was never any doubt that he was going to play. Uh, and, uh, he gets in there. He has a pretty good game. Almost, uh, well, pretty close to a triple double. I think he had nine points, 10 rebounds, six assists in that game, but, uh, they went 84 to 59 over Louisville, uh, Duke now 22 and six overall. They're 13 and four in the ACC. Louisville falls to eight and 20 overall. They're last place three and 14 in the ACC. Going to be a great game of, uh, <laughs> key Spence. That was awesome. I've got to share that. Uh, uh, Spence says it was amazing resurrection by Lazarus Filipowski. He's absolutely right. That should be his new nickname, uh, Lazarus Filipowski, uh, because, yes, he, he arose from the dead uh, from the uh, court storming of Winston-Salem over the weekend and uh, ha- had a very, very good game last night against uh, – against uh louisville okay this weekend man on saturday a lot of great games on saturday nc state visits carolina the wolfies will be going to uh chapel hill that game is at four o'clock on espn uh at six o'clock on espn right after that'll be virginia at duke i'm uh i'm really not anticipating a very you know virginia we uh we play very well against the bad teams play very bad against the good teams so I'm expecting about a, a 15 to 22 point loss there against Duke on uh, Saturday. But those are two of the games: State at Carolina at four, Virginia at Duke uh, at six. Both of those on ESPN. 
The ACC day starts out, though, on ESPN2 at noon when Florida State plays Georgia Tech. Wake Forest is at Virginia Tech. That game is at 5.30 on the CW Network. Pitt is at Boston College. Man, it just feels weird saying an ACC game that features Pitt and Boston College, but, hey, that's where we are. That game is at 6 o'clock on the ACC Network. At 7.45 on the CW Network, Clemson's at Notre Dame. And then uh, another weird one, Syracuse at Louisville on the ACC Network at 8 o'clock. So a busy, busy day of ACC basketball on Saturday. How about our Carolina Hurricanes? Uh, They are seven points behind Jacques Passelag's Rangers in the Metropolitan Division. They're fourth in the Eastern Conference, 35-18-6 overall. 76 points. Uh, Like I said, fourth in the Eastern Conference. We'd like to see them climb. We're going to save all our Hurricanes talk, though, for – when we have uh, 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 Paul Whittington up here on the line with us here in a few moments. Ah, spring sports last night. Uh, Kenston uh, uh, fell to 0-2 in baseball this year as they lost in Wilson last night against Bettingfield. Uh, South Lenore, uh, we're going to talk to Paul Levinke, like I said, in our second hour. Uh, they win 12 to one at Richlands. Uh, the Wildcats fell to 0 and one paired Academy opened their season with a seven to two home win against Goldsboro yesterday. And then green central is now two and zero after going to Wilson last night and beating Wilson hunt last night, five to one. And the Rams are now two and zero. only one baseball game today. Uh, paired Academy travels to Harold's Christian Academy. Both those teams are undefeated. Softball last night, uh, South North dropped their season opener 8-4 to four at Richlands. Like I said, we'll be talking to Madison Lee Harvey in our second hour. And uh, Green Central Softball lost 15 to nothing. They are now 0-2. Uh, that result was uh, in Wilson against Wilson Hunt yesterday. Today, North and North opens their season in softball at Spring Creek. And uh, Aiden Griffin is at home. They're 0-1, and they take on CBA Cock, who is also 0-1. Hometown heroes, man. The shocker of the day, the shocker of <laughs> of February, I guess you could say. Uh, I had already assumed, as did pretty much everybody, that uh, Winston-Salem State would be in the uh, semifinals of the uh, CIAA tournament. Not so fast, my friend. A tough 67-66 to 66 overtime loss yesterday to Bluefield State, who came into the game something like 8-19, 8-20. And, and doggone if... Uh, Bluefield State, the Big Blue, uh, upset uh, Winston-Salem State, and they are done. The Rams' season is complete at 19-9. and Isaac Parsons started. He had 10 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal in 42 minutes. He played all but 3 minutes in that overtime game. Amaji started. He had 3 points, 4 rebounds, and a block in 16 minutes before he fouled out, and he was in foul trouble the entire game. Uh, Jeremy uh, played 27 minutes. Jeremy Dixon, uh, he had three points, two rebounds, and an assist in that game. But their season is complete, and then uh, Friday, tomorrow, it'll be our final TGIF with IP of the season. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that loss, obviously. We'll talk about his future, and uh, kind of bittersweet. It'll be our very last TGIF with IP of the season tomorrow morning or uh, tomorrow to kick off our second hour. Uh, Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans, they lost to Indiana last night, 123 to 114. B.I. had 30 points, six rebounds and four assists in 29 minutes. They are home versus Indiana on Friday. And if I'm looking at this correctly, uh, nobody else, none none other of our uh, hometown heroes played last night other than Dante Ellis of Pitt Community College. 
after uh, winning their sixth straight against LCC last night. Okay, let's get Paul Whittington up here on the line with us. And as we do that, let's thank Lenore Community College. For 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. Uh, LCC's mission is to... Da, 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 da. Where you at, Paul Whittington? Uh, <laughs> help, uh, LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of this here Brian Hanks show. And you know what? If you go to LCC, you can be cool like our guest that's on the Spence Automotive guest line right now. You can work for the CIA. You can uh, do top secret stuff. And he started his career at Lenore Community College. Paul Whittington, isn't about 40% of that true? Uh, 30%, but, but yeah, you're pretty close. <laughs> there you go, dude. I've already told, uh, I've already told executive producer, Linda Hanks that I know this is going to mess me up for the rest of the day. Having you on today because you're a regular Friday <laughs> guest and I'm going to be spending the rest of the day thinking today's Friday after having you on, but, uh, you have, you have duties to our country and to the central intelligence agency and, uh, you, uh, you, we needed to get you in today, right? Yeah, I got a, got a new unit to go to, got some new new people to play around with so it's uh had to adjust the schedule and i certainly appreciate your flexibility no dude what are you talking about man i appreciate you coming on <laughs> and uh thanks to jason bryant also who uh joins us typically on thursdays but he will be with us tomorrow as uh, we continue our spring sports previews and uh, a look back at high school dude can you believe high school basketball it, it, dude we're not even into march and I, i'm almost positive it has not happened in the 21 years, 22 years I've been here, dude, that winter sports is now over. I mean, basketball is over in Kinston, Lenora County, Greene County, Jones County, dude. That's that's insane. That's that's absolutely insane. Typically, those are late May, late March runs that they're making, and it's it's crazy to think that it's already over. But we kind of knew it was a down year before the season started. It's just still a bummer that it happened this way. It absolutely is. Uh, that voice you're listening to, that is Paul Whittington. Man, a lot of stuff to talk to you about today, dude. And uh, I tell you what, with, uh, <laughs> wow, Jason Bryant just chimes in, dude, and it's about you. You want to hear this, right? Oh, he's calling me a jinx. I already know what that text message is. <laughs> he said basketball. Get some new material, Jason. He said basketball being over in Lenore County is Paul's fault. Okay, explain that one. I don't know. Why is it your fault? Well, so. Here, here's what happened. So last week, Kinston was getting ready to play in the conference uh, in their conference tournament. Okay. Yep. And we were supposed to be on the radio uh, last Friday at Kinston High for the conference championship game. And so Jason had called and asked me if I would do uh, the the game on the radio, fill in for Barry Stallings, and, and I agreed. And he said it's likely going to be Kinston and and South <laughs> Southwest Onslow. And so if you really think about it, Jason's probably the jinx here, not me. But nevertheless, either that Monday or Monday or Tuesday before the conference championship game was supposed to happen, I called Jason up. 
And I said, so we think it's going to be Kinston and Southwest Envoy. He said, yes, that is, uh, that is the current train of thought. And I said, okay, just playing devil's advocate here. What if Kinston loses before no, Friday? No, you did, you did not say that. Did I did. You? I did. I said, I did. I said, what if Kinston loses? And he said, I don't think it's going to happen. I was like, well, if they do, are we still doing the game on the radio? And he said, you know, Paul, I hadn't even thought about it. <laughs> let me, let me, let me think about it and see what we want to do. I don't know if people will want to listen in Lenore County to an all uh, Duplin County game, but I don't know. I'll get back with you. And then, and then the Wallace day, Rose Hill, that, yeah, Wallace Rose Hill upsets Kinston. And and I think that was on Wednesday, and yep. so he started. Uh, he got home, uh, saw your Twitter feed, and immediately called me. And as soon as I looked down and saw Jason Bryant on the caller ID, I knew what that phone call was about. <laughs> and and it was him him calling me a jinx. He said, "I'm the new Brian Hanks." Those wait, his words. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. He said he said hot take Hanks is no longer no longer the county jinx. It's now uh, it's now Paul. Oh, well, dude, I've got to tell you what, and I haven't told anybody what I'm getting ready to tell you right now, dude, but you know, when I do, you know, I do PA as people know, I do the public address for yep. uh, Kinston uh, basketball. And usually what I do is I'll pull around back behind the gym and I'll park up on the sidewalk, you know what I mean? Because I got my bag to get out and, I, and this, uh, no, you, you know, didn't. I did not park for the first time all season. <laughs> I didn't park on the sidewalk for the Wallace Rose Hill game. Okay. And guess what happened? You know, I, yep. I respect, I, I respect uh, your, your line of thinking there. So go back to a, a Hurricanes playoff game last year. We have, we have our seat neighbors uh, that, that sit right beside us at the, at the Canes games. And it's a, it's a guy named Brian and his son. And we got, we got there for the first period. And uh, Brian's son sat down beside me. And then on the other side of him, uh, Brian sat down. And then we scored like three goals in the first period. And the period break happens, and we come back for the second period, and Brian is now sitting beside me with his son on the other side. And I said, no, guys. No, 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 no. We scored three goals last period. Y'all are going to switch back to your original seats, and we're not going to talk about this the rest of the game. And they did, and the Canes won that game. But I, I, would, I would hate to know what happened if they didn't switch seats and I hadn't said anything. Yeah, I could tell you what would have happened. They would have lost. <laughs> exactly. Their, exactly, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. I, and I am. I mean, I got to admit, man, I'm very superstitious. I remember when I used to do the uh, PA for the Down East Wood Ducks. If, you know, if they won a game, if they wouldn't know it, my thing was if they won two in a row, whatever I wore to that uh, second win in a row, not the first win, but the second win in a row, I would keep wearing. And, dude, invariably, they would go on a four, five, six-game winning streak after I did that, dude. So, dude, I, I'm so stupidly superstitious when it comes to this. What, what about you and, and all your sports stuff? Obviously, with that cane story, you got to be a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little. I'm a little stitious. A little <laughs> You're not superstitious. Um, no, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. Um, <laughs> it. You know, with with football. Um. I have I have like my my game day outfit that that I wear, and I have I have come off of this a little bit. But if on opening week of the season, the shirt, the pants, the belt, the shoes, 
if I'm wearing that and they win, I'm wearing that again next Sunday. Okay. And and Brian, when I said it's come off a little bit, and I apologize if this is not radio appropriate, that used to go all the way down to the underbone. Wow. I've I've moved off of that a little bit. But I thankfully, used to have like thankfully. my pair my my pair of game day boxers. Because every time I wore them, we kept winning. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't do that anymore. But um yeah, I if if I wear a pair of boots, a pair of jeans, and a Ravens t shirt, throw on the Mark Andrews jersey over it and they win and they win their game, I'm wearing that exact same combination <laughs> the next the next uh the next Sunday. And then at halftime, if, if it's clear they're not going to win, I change it up, and, and we, we move forward. That is awesome. That voice you're listening to, that's Paul Whittington here on uh, on the Brian Hanks Show this morning on Spence Automotive Guest Line. Uh, let's get away from that. Let's talk a little bit about <laughs> what I got to tell you, dude. And I know I, I'm one of those people that, you know, the era of recency and all that kind of stuff, dude, but I'm telling mm-hmm. you. That finish to the uh, NASCAR race in Atlanta this past weekend, has there ever been three car, the top three cars separated by point zero, zero, zero seven uh, seconds? <laughs> has that ever? I mean, I'm not talking about just the top two, the top three. It looked like it was, I mean, it was just inches separated one through three. I, I don't think it's ever happened. I, I, I don't think there's ever been, excuse me a three wide finish outside of maybe at a Daytona or Talladega. Maybe. And Daytona is probably more likely because you get that run coming off of turn number four and the start and finish line right there is at the apex of the trioval. But, <laughs> and now Jason Bryant chimes in. Oh, I know I he, said it, wear, he said it to me too, but go ahead. Tell everybody what he said. I, I think you should wear whatever you wore for the AFC championship game next season. That's, that's so mean. That's so mean. Well, um, why does he, he got to be? Why does he? Why does Jason Bryant have to be like that? Why can't he be sweet like you and I are? He just—I I guess he's just not a morning person. Maybe if this was like <laughs> a, a late afternoon show, we'd get a different version of Jason Bryant. But whatever. Well, back whatever. to back to the race um, in Atlanta. Yeah, so so I don't think there's ever been like a three wide finish at a track not called Daytona. It's more likely to happen at Daytona because you get that run coming off of turn number four uh, on the white flag lap. You can make your move, and, and a three-wide finish is probably more, more likely than a track like Talladega where the start and finish line at Daytona is at, uh, is at the apex of the trioval where it's almost down in turn number one at Talladega. So you come off of turn number four, you've got a whole front stretch to go before you get to the start and finish line. So it, we've never seen it at a track like Atlanta. It's certainly never been that close. You go back to um, – you go back to Kevin Harvick's victory over Jeff Gordon uh, in 2001, you know, Kevin Harvick's third race uh, after the death of Dell Earnhardt. And he brings that 29 uh, Goodrich Chevrolet to victory lane for the first win of his career. That finish was actually 0.006 seconds. So just a fraction of a second closer than, than the finish we saw the other day, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but what's, what's just incredible to me is, that's not even – you can't blink that fast, Brian. You you can't take a stopwatch and hit start and stop that quickly. You can't. It's, it's an almost immeasurable amount of time between well, when Daniel Suarez crossed the start and finish line and whoever was second crossed the start and finish line. 
Well, the crazy thing is, and uh, Panicelli and I talked about this on his appearance on my show here on Monday about that finish. Can you imagine if this was, you know, 75 years ago? Uh, like, you remember, it took them four or five days to determine the winner of the very first Daytona 500 because, they did, obviously, they didn't have the technology we have today. I mean, we knew pretty much instantaneously, not instantaneously, but we knew within a few moments who had won that race. Like you said, Suarez had won that race this past Sunday. Can you imagine if it was uh, 1955 and you're trying to determine? Dude, it would have, I mean, and not just two cars uh, there at the very end like it was in the first Daytona 500, but three cars there, dude. I mean, it would have taken a week probably to try to get it all figured out, wouldn't it? It, it would, um, yeah, especially back then. But you know, you go back to the the nineties and the and the early two thousands and things like that. Um, you know, we we used to finish races on Sunday, and the results would be air quotes here unofficial until Tuesday or Wednesday, and then all of a sudden they would have the official results posted. We get to official results much quicker than we used to, but you know, it wasn't that long ago where. Into into Tuesday, they were potentially still reviewing the finish of the race. Well, again, that's just insane. Daniel Suarez, Ryan Blaney, and uh, Kyle Busch, one, two, three, separated by point zero 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 seven. What is that? Okay, it's a tenth, a hundredth, a thousandth. So it's t- is it ten thousandths of a second? So three tenths, three tenths. God, dude, help me here. No, that should be uh, that's uh, six one thousandths of a second. Six one thousandths of a second, dude. That's yeah. So tenths, hundreds, thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad, man. Uh, just crazy. Uh, well, uh, the the finish, notwithstanding, still it was a heck of a race throughout, wasn't it? It was. Um, I, I shy away from saying that it was a great race. Um, and and here's why. You you take thirty eight, forty, whatever of the best stock car drivers in the world, and you put them on a racetrack. And by the end of the race, you only have three cars that weren't involved in a wreck. Wow. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how much of that is actually a good race, right? I mean, yeah. that's just a lot of, a lot of beating and banging, a lot of immature racing. I mean, we wrecked half the field on lap number two. They, they came around, completed the first lap, got back over to turn one and two, and, and it was on. And it was because of some unnecessary pushing that early in the race. Uh, you know, Martin Trex Jr. gets into the back of Austin Dillon, sends him around, and we wipe out half the field. Now, ironically enough, uh, it actually saved Joey Logano's race. He was involved in a in a wreck er- later on that that took him out. But you know, he was actually uh, he made some modifications to his gloves, which did not meet the SFI safety protocols, uh, and so he had to serve a pass through penalty at the drop of the green flag. Well, he's on pit road serving that pass through penalty when the caution comes out and prevents him from going a lap down. And so he gets to stay on the lead lap. And again, had a, had a very fast car this weekend. He gets caught up in a wreck later on, but another, another example of, um, Joey Logano two weeks in a row, uh, just, just barely getting through a wreck before ultimately, uh, catching a bad break later on. Dude, it is breaking my heart. You said it last week, uh, and and I'm just uh, take the way the fanhood part of it. And, you know, I am a Joey fan, as you know, but had the best car at Daytona. You you even admitted that mm-hmm. last week. Doesn't even finish in what was he, thirteenth, fourteenth, whatever it was last week. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And then this week or uh, this past week, 
one of the top cars in uh, in the in the field, and finishes twenty eighth. I mean, I tell you what, I hope this is not a harbinger of what's going to come this year for uh, Logano and the twenty two team, dude. I, I don't think it is. He's actually my pick to win this weekend at at Las Vegas. Uh, the last four races. Uh, at this racetrack, and that's that's not just the spring race. That's the spring race and the fall race. The last four races at Las Vegas, uh, three of them have been won by Hendrick Chevrolet. The other one was won by Joey Logano. He's been the best car, hands down, this season. He was the best car at Daytona. Uh, he was he was definitely top three best cars last week at at Atlanta. They just wrong place, wrong time, and it ruins their day. I, I just don't see a car that's been that good in the in the open, even though that draft heavy heavy draft energy style racing. Uh, I don't see a car that's been that good and that's been that fast just have a massive fall off this weekend. We're going to find out this weekend when we go to Las Vegas who who the class of the field is because this is the first track that's not draft dependent that you're not relying on on runs coming from the, the energy and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to find out who's got raw speed. I think it's going to be the 22. I think he's going to have a strong run this weekend. And I, and I think that that streak of bad luck ends and he goes to victory. Well, there you go. Uh, well, we're just back to Atlanta just for a second though, dude. I mean, as someone who has watched Atlanta races, in fact, folks remember that used to be the, uh, where the championship race, the final race of the uh, season would be in Atlanta. It's just so weird seeing cars drafting. I mean, they have, just, and I know yeah. you, you, you've explained it to us, uh, uh, as an engineer and all that. I mean, how, you know, how they did it, but it's still, it's weird seeing Atlanta on my seeing on top of that, a mile and a half track really be a, I'm doing air quotes here, a super speedway, mm-hmm. but it really is, isn't it? It is. Uh, and, and a lot of that has to do with just the new asphalt. Uh, you know, they, they've, put down new asphalt all the way around the track, you know, prior to the repave or, or the reconfiguration, the, the racing surface was just as old, if not older than, than my little brother. Like, I think you had to go all the way back to like 97 or 98 for the last time they paved it. Um, I mean, it was a rough racing surface and then they, they reconfigured it and repaved it. Uh, now there's, there's fresh asphalt. It's still, still got a lot of grip in it and we're, we're laying down rubber and we're, we're improving that grip. And, and yeah, it, it, it is a draft-heavy racetrack, uh, but that's that's going to change over time uh, as that as that pavement gets worn out and you know rubber starts to fall off and, and things like that. Like that that surface is going to get grittier and and what I'm excited for and Dell Jr. kind of talked about this in in the Dell Jr. download. But if that track loses starts to lose grip and that pavement starts to go back to what we're we're maybe used to seeing in Atlanta, and we're probably like five six years away from this. But you have pack style racing on an incredibly slippery surface. That's going to be fun to watch. Wow, that's what I'm looking forward to. So we'll see. We'll continue to see races at Atlanta, like what we saw over the weekend, for the next couple of years. But five years down the road, I think we're going to see a different style Atlanta, and it's going to be even more fun to watch. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. That voice you're listening to, that is Paul Whittington joining us on the Spence Automotive Guest Line on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. You ready for some overreaction NASCAR theater? 
Let's have it. Let's have it, man. That's what I come here for. I tell me too, man. If I had told you, I know, dude, what, what is it, 36 races in the season altogether? I mean, with the playoffs and everything. And so we're two races into it. Dude, we're not even 10% of the way. We're not, what are we, two out of 30, that's one eighteenth. So good Lord, dude. Uh, we're not even 5% of the way into the season yet. But <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and overreact anyway, okay? Bubba Wallace What's is going to win the, uh, the NASCAR points championship this year, okay? That is a massive reaction, but go ahead. <laughs> that's dude. another car that's been that's been really fast. That's been just caught up in some unfortunate situations, but, well, dude, but uh, I don't I don't mind where your head's at. There. Oh, there you go. Fourth in points right now. Fourth in point. Yes, we're two races into a thirty-six race season, but Bubba Wallace in fourth <laughs> place in the points right now, and. Only three points out of first. I mean, it's crazy that one through four right now are separated by a total of three points. That's like Kyle Busch uh, first, William Byron second, Austin Sendrick, which I want, I'm going to get you to talk about him here in a moment. But I just thought, you know, the, the bigger name out of, uh, well, I mean, Kyle Busch and William Byron, obviously we expect them to be up there. But any idea? Yes. Uh, one more time. Let me say it, uh, Paul. We're two races into the season, but still. Bubba Wallace fourth in points right now. It's uh, it, it's not surprising, um, considering the tracks that we've run at. Okay, these are you know Bubba Wallace is a great super speedway racer, uh, one one of the best in the garage area right now, uh, and so it's no surprise to see him up there. It's also the same reason that Austin Cendrix is high in the points right now as he is. They're both great super speedway racers. Austin Cendrick's only win came in the Daytona 500, what, back in 2022. Bubba Wallace has, I think, what, two or three wins at the NASCAR Cup Series. One of them is at Talladega. Uh, so, so these guys are great super speedway racers. So that's the only track we've been to. We've only been to two super speedway style racetracks. And yeah, you got to throw Atlanta in that mix, even though they're a mile and a half. So not, not surprised to see. Bubba Wallace and Austin Cendrick inside the top five. Uh, I think the difference between these two is Bubba Wallace has the best chance of staying in the top five this weekend. Um, I, I, I'll be surprised if on Monday we're talking about Austin Cendrick still in the top five. In well, here's what's crazy to me, man. And this is honestly, I kind of buried the lead there. You wouldn't know this, but I guarantee you, Joe, Joe fan, even a uh, pretty good NASCAR fan wouldn't know this. There's only been one driver. And to the first two races of the season, uh, Paul, man, I almost called you rich. Uh, there's only been one driver that has finished in the top 10 and the whole field in both the races. And who is that? Bubba Wallace. I'm actually not sure. Bubba Bubba Wallace. Wallace. And, yeah, in fact, and in fact, he's finished in the top five of both races. I mean, you would figure there at top 10, yeah. I'd give you, you would expect maybe, oh, you know, maybe two, maybe even three drivers. There's only been one driver that's finished in the top 10 of both races and then and it was in the top five as Bubba it's just if he can keep if he can be consistent he's always kind of uh struck me as the Ricky Bobby kind of guy if you're not first you're last mm -hmm. I mean he's either running up at the top of the field or invariably he's uh running and or he's off the off the track because he wrecked out and uh you know in, in lap 22 or something like that but if he can keep any kind of consistency like this, dude, I mean, I, you know what? Here's a good question for you. Let's say halfway through the season, who has a better chance of still being in the top five, Austin Cendrick or Bubba Wallace? Bubba Wallace. And why Hands is down. that? Um, I, I just, I, 
I think Bubba Wallace has a has a talent edge over over Austin Cedric. Okay. First and foremost. Uh, point number two, the finishes just have You know, you said it a few minutes ago. It's kind of about what have you done for me lately. And lately, Austin Cedric, ever since you know his rookie campaign in 2022, he won the Daytona 500. He hasn't done anything since. I mean, there's only been in two seasons a handful of top fives and top tens. The, the runs just haven't been there. And it's clear that there you have the top two cars at Penske, and then there's a massive drop-off to Austin Cedric. This is a big year for him. This is a big year for Austin Cedric, and, and he needs to have good runs. But I just I don't know where they're going to come from because that two car has just not been good these last couple of years, and and I just think the two, I think the twenty three eleven Toyotas are just better. I think twenty three eleven is is sneakily becoming the top tier t- Toyota team, surpassing Joe Gibbs Racing. I just think they have better better consistent speed. I think they they have a better group of talent with Denny Hamlin pushing them. Even though Denny Hamlin races for Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs Racing is becoming a a very nuanced organization in the fact that you have two veterans that are just a couple of years away from both being retired, and then you have two young guys who are just starting their career. Like, there is such a gap that exists there. But you don't have that at 2311 Racing. You have two young guns who have won a lot of races, who, who are running up front each and every week in Tyler Reddick and, and Bubba Wallace. So there's not a big age gap there, and they're all being pushed by a championship-caliber owner. Denny Hamlin can win a championship, and this might be his year, uh, but I think that formula is better than what we're seeing at Joe Gibbs Racing. So I, I think, like I said, 23-11 Racing becoming the top-tier Toyota team, and, and I think they're going to have speed this weekend. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them went to victory lane, and so I think Bubba Wallace has the better chance. Well, very good. Well, uh, I, two things here because we got to get some hurricanes talking. We only got about five minutes left with you here. Uh, Joey Logano in thirty-first place, dude. And again, two races yeah, in. It you know, no, nothing to see here. Uh, th- that team's going to rebound. Like I said, they've been they've been bad fast, uh, just caught up in wrecks, and and that's all it is. Just just straight up caught up in wrecks. Um, you know, it's it's kind of funny. We, we didn't talk about this, but it's, it's a good footnote. Chase Elliott was involved in four wrecks on Sunday at, <laughs> at Atlanta. Managed to finish 15th. He, just, he wasn't in the in wreck that just absolutely wrecks. took him out. Good God. That's like, me, that's like me playing NASCAR Heat, okay? <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, was, it was a crazy drive. And, and, you know, hats off to that team for, for, for salvaging a, a good finish when you're involved in, in four wrecks. You don't get to do that very often. In, in any level of NASCAR. Uh, so to do it at the top level is pretty impressive. But um, Joey's just been involved in the wrecks that they couldn't recover from. The, the cars were just total. Uh, you get involved in one. It's, it's rare at Daytona that you can spin around and not tow your race car, well, right? You because go. you're just going to get collected unless you're at the back of the field. And so, you know, Joey got collected and, and thrown up into the wall. And then kind of the same thing happened in Atlanta. He was, he was, having a good run and, and just got, I think it was Ryan Blaine that got in the back of him and yep. turned him around yep. at, at Atlanta. And, and it, it just, it was the run came from the wrong place at the wrong time. And Joey Logano wrong place, wrong time. And it ends up ruining his day. So nothing to see here. That team's going to rebound nicely. And, and I think they rebound this week. 
Well, very good. Well, I've always wanted to do something with you, you know, uh, some kind of game or picks or whatever. And I think we've come up with it. It's the underdog fantasy pick of the week now. And we're only going to do one pick every week. So uh, you're 0-1 right now. You Last week you said Chase was going to finish above 8.5, okay? Well, this week, let's go with the one that we talked the most about here. It's Bubba Wallace. They have him at 10.5, okay, Uh higher or lower and if he's higher than he would be for the third week in a row and the only driver to finish in the top 10 uh all three weeks of the season or lower than 10.5 so uh your official pick here uh paul whittington bubba 10.5 higher or lower give me some old music uh, <laughs> that's some old music how was that was that good that was good my my internet's crapped out on me and it's okay. not letting me to to the page man that one's that one's tough that that one's really tough because uh can, can i have to can i have like another option no 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 like, it's bubba my, i wanted to be bubba man i think yeah. I, I think that it, it's timely <laughs> i think it's uh you know with him the way he started off this season do you see another top 10 fin and that's what I, I, the beauty of it with 10.5, he's either going to finish out of the top 10 for the first time this season or he's going to keep yeah. uh, continue this great run. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I, I, I'm going to stick to this one. Bubba, 10.5. Well, this race one year ago, he finished fourth. All right. This, and then and then the fall race, this doesn't make it any easier, Brian. The fall race, he finished 13th. <laughs> hey, those hey, let me tell you, those underdog fantasy people, they know what they're doing, okay? They, they certainly do. Um, I, I'm going. I'm going to say better. Okay. I'm going to say Higher. better. I, I. I think. I think that team is is in the right position right now. They've got a lot of momentum coming into the race this weekend. They they've shown speed at this racetrack in the past. Uh, they've shown speed all year long. Uh, I don't see why there's any reason he can't go out there and park it in victory lane. Worst case, get a top ten. There you go. So uh, you're 0-1 after last week. Let's see if you can uh, even your record back up at 1-1. Okay, dude, uh, listen, we're like a, a minute and a half away from our preordained time. You want to do a little Hurricanes talk, or do we need to go ahead and hang it up? We can. Uh, I, I can give you like 30 seconds. Give me, give me a solid um, 30 seconds on the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, it, it hasn't been the, the best week for, for the Hurricanes. Um, they are currently sitting second in the Metropolitan Division, a game in hand on the New York Rangers. 76 points to the Rangers, 83. Uh, they did win their most recent game. It was a big come-from-behind win uh, the other night against uh, the, the state of hockey over there in Minnesota. Uh, not going to get any easier for them. Oops, I clicked on the wrong button there. That sucks. I wanted their schedule. <laughs> and now my, my internet's so slow this morning. I don't know what it is. But um, – they, they got a big game tonight against Columbus. That game on the road before they come home this weekend. Uh, back to PNC Arena on Saturday. So round, finishing out the month of February today, um, about, what, six points back of uh, ten, nine points back. Nope, I can't do math. It's too early for math. Seven <laughs> points back of, of the New York Rangers. Seven to and one over the last ten. Um, it's, it's kind of a rough couple of games. They lost in a shootout to the Buffalo Sabres. That's a game they should have won. Uh, you go back to, to last Saturday, a 2-1 to one loss against the Dallas Stars, maybe another game that they should have won. Just 
bounces don't go your way sometimes, and you end up dropping two in a row. Fortunately, they rebounded nice for the win uh, back on Tuesday, which was something they hadn't done all month, Brian. They had one on a Tuesday before uh, before their win the other night on the road at at, um, at Minnesota. So hopefully they uh, they they win the game tonight because these this is another game, Brian. They, they should win. Columbus is last in the Metropolitan Division. They're 19, 29, and 10. The Kings should win this game. So they need to go out there and get the get the two points tonight and go into March on a positive note. I agree with you on that. Last thing, uh, as we let you go here, hey, dude, put it on your calendar. Tuesday, March the 12th versus the New York Rangers. You got a contingent of, uh, let's see, Jacques and his sons are coming up. Me and Mike Martin are going to be at the game. Uh, I, we're good. we're trying to recruit a couple other people. We're gonna have us. Uh, there's no way could we do. There's no way we could do a uh, Paul Whittington cookout that day or a tailgate that day is, on a Tuesday. Is there? Tuesday, March twelfth would be tough. Um, I, I won't rule it out. Maybe it would. It wouldn't be a full on let's let's cook uh, for a tailgate, but there might be a cooler with some beer in it. Okay, very good. Well, uh, well, both of uh, they sell. They sell Bud Light Lime at the games now. What? Oh, yeah they goodness. they had them in the little the little downstairs marketplace the other game had a had a bunch of Bud Light Lime. Thought about you. I know that's uh, your your that go to. That is, and definitely when baseball season comes. Listen, uh, Paul Whittington, thank you so much for joining us here again. Put that in your calendar, man. Tuesday, March the twelfth. Uh, Tuesday, March the twelfth. That uh, you, you've got a bunch of Kent and Lenore County folks coming up there, and man, I I gotta tell you, man, I've been craving some Paul wings, man. Some Paul wings. Well, I don't know that you'll get them that day, but I promise to make them here soon. Very good, Paul. Thank you so much, dude. Thank you. Have a good one. There you go. That's Paul Whittington. As uh, we are wrapping up our first hour of the show today, like I said, don't look at your uh, calendar or look at your watch and go, "What in the heck is going on?" Paul Whittington on a Thursday. Yes, it is Thursday. It's not Friday. Don't be confused, dear listener. But uh, yeah, we've got <laughs> he he's got National Guard duties tomorrow. So uh, Jason Bryant graciously uh, swap places with him, and that's why we have Paul on today. We'll have Jason on tomorrow as we continue our spring sports previews. And that is how we're going to uh, kick off our second hour, too. Uh, we're going to go through uh, some more sports, some local sports and things that happened last night to kick off our second hour. But we're going to be joined by uh, Madison Lee Harvey from South Lenore High School. And then we're going to be joined by Paul Novicki from uh, South Lenore to preview, respectively, the softball and baseball teams for uh, the Blue Devils down in deep run uh, here. I and if you're wondering, you're like, hey, why aren't we previewing uh, high school basketball games or playoff games? It's because we don't have any more. If you've not been uh, keeping touch, this past Tuesday was a very, very bad day. I think we had, uh, what was it, uh, six uh, girls teams in our area and three boys teams in our area that played in the first round of the NCHSAA playoffs. All nine lost. We went 0-9 on uh tuesday with our uh with the teams that we cover you know all five or uh all three public school teams here in lenore county uh green central aiden grifton jones senior uh and and all of our teams lost it, it was just crazy uh, so that is why we have uh segued and moved over thank you executive producer uh you want to say hello to the listeners yeah you do put the headphones on for a second Joining us right now 
the lovely uh, Linda. They can't see you waving. Okay. I don't feel like talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, joining us here is Linda Winnington uh, for here for the final minute of our first hour, and she's going to join us for a minute or two into our second hour too. Oh, oh you didn't know that, did you? No. Yeah. Well, I I'm, love uh, these surprises. Hey, I'm putting you to work. Okay. Oh. Yeah. There you go. In fact, I tell you what. Uh, you heard her voice. She's going to be with us for the first couple minutes as we're wrapping up our first hour of the Brian Hanks Show today. Again, I want to thank Paul Whittington for joining us, uh, talking a little NASCAR, a little NHL. Uh, I just called you Linda Whittington, and uh, oh my Jason said it's not Linda Whittington, it's Linda Hanks. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Coming up on our second hour, Linda Hanks, Hanks. Madison Lee Harvey, and Paul Novicki on The Brian Hanks Show.